So as Mark pointed out just a moment ago, we are wrapping up a very short two-part series. So this is obviously the second of those two parts. A series called Living and Giving Abundantly. And really the goal of this series was just to remind you and all of us that God pours out one blessing after another after another. Uh, he continues to shower us with all of his gifts and blessings. And he also calls us, so, so not only do we recognize that, but also that he calls us to give some of that back to help serve others and grow his kingdom. And so last week, Pastor Harris was here and talked about living abundantly. Today, I want to talk about giving abundantly. I want to start off with a story about two men marooned on a deserted island. One of the men paced back and forth, very anxious, very afraid, very worried, while the other guy just laid on the beach sunning himself. And the first guy said, what are you doing laying there on the beach? Aren't you afraid we're going to be stuck here forever? Aren't you worried about how we're going to get off this island? He said, nope, I'm not worried at all. I give $10,000 a week to my church, so my pastor will find me. <laughs> and for $10,000 a week, he will be found. <laughs> to people, that might be an example of giving abundantly. But is that really what giving abundantly looks like? Is that all that it is confined to, an amount of cash? And I would argue no. And we're going to look at that a little bit more in depth in a moment. But first, I think it's important for us to look at our God. Because honestly, we want to give abundantly, but only in response to our God who has given to us first. And we want to give to God because God himself is a giver. He has blessed you in many ways. For example, God gives you everything, right? He gives you the air that's in your lungs right now, the blood that's in your veins, the heart that's beating in your chest. Every good thing, including your life, is a gift from God. John 1:16. would you read this verse with me, please? From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. That's right. So every good thing that you have and enjoy comes from the hand of a God who is a giver. But second, we can say that God is a giver because God has also given himself. All right, 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to this earth to die for your sin and the sin of everyone everywhere. And because Jesus sacrificed himself on the cross, our, your punishment was placed on his shoulders, okay? And, and you are forgiven, and that's beautifully spelled out in this passage from Ephesians 1. In Jesus, we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. So because of Jesus, we have this incredible gift of God's grace and love. Because Jesus was willing to pay for our sin on the cross, every mistake, every failure, every wrong, every bad choice, every act of disobedience is removed. And again, God does it because of his grace. It's his gift of grace to you. As God says in Isaiah 44, verse 22, I have swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. And I love that word picture there. Right? God says, when you come to me with a repentant heart and in faith, I'm just going to sweep those offenses, those sins away forever. And all because God is a giver. As part of God's family, as Christ's followers, God wants you to be a giver as well. 
He wants you to follow his example. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at God's word. We're going to look at a bunch of Bible verses because I just want you to understand this is not Pastor John's uh, opinion on giving abundantly. This is, God, this is God's viewpoint. This is coming right from the mouth of God. And so what I want to do is I want to start off by looking at a couple of reasons why you should be engaging in giving abundantly, okay? Number one, giving abundantly makes you more like God. In 1 Chronicles 29, it says, O Lord, everything we have has come from you, and we give you only what you first gave us. So whenever you give, every time that you give, you become more and more a reflection of God, who again is himself a giver. In Hebrews 13, it says, do not forget to do good and to share with others for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Again, God is a giver. So whenever you demonstrate generosity, you are reflecting the fact that you know God, that you love God, and that you are grateful to God for all that he has given to you first. So giving abundantly allows you to become more like God. Second, giving abundantly also is a cure for selfishness. We live in a greedy, selfish world that says you have to want it all and get it all and have it all. But a life of greed is a, it's a miserable way to live. Proverbs 1, let's read these two verses together. The greedy will fall into their own traps. They will only catch themselves. All greedy people end up this way. Greed kills selfish people. Yuck. Terrible way to live. Thankfully, though, there is an antidote to that greed and selfishness. It's called give. It's called give. Every time you give, it breaks the power of greed and selfishness over your life. So, for example, whenever you give to a person in need or whenever you give to a ministry or a missional endeavor or to a local church like Royal Redeemer, whenever you demonstrate generosity, you are stepping a little bit further away each time from the power, from the grip of greed and selfishness over your life. Okay, It frees you from that. Now, just kind of as a side note, for those of you who are parents or grandparents, right? Let your kids or grandkids see your generosity. Don't hide it from them. Give generously right in front of them because I can pretty much guarantee they're not going to learn it at school or on the internet. So really show them what it means to give abundantly in a very greedy, selfish world. Third, giving abundantly deepens relationships. When somebody gives you a gift, something, you know, pretty nice, when somebody gives you something, or even when you give something to somebody else, it deepens your relationship, right? There's this connection. It draws your heart closer to their heart. For example, let's just imagine that after this service is over, you are out in the lobby, you know, you're just kind of visiting around, and then somebody comes up to you, somebody you, you, you don't even really remember their first name, it's kind of vague, but they come up to you, and then they say, I don't know why, and I don't expect anything of this, but I want you to have this here. And they give you a $100 bill. Now, tell me, wouldn't you feel closer to that person in that moment? Yes, absolutely. They're your new best friend, aren't they? Right? In fact, if you happen to have a $20 bill and you want to get to know me more, I'll be out there in the lobby afterwards as well. And you know what? And, and I'm kidding, okay? I really am. But somebody gave me a $100 bill. 
It's going into our Helping Hands Fund. But that's what generosity does, right? It deepens relationships. And, and it's not just money, right? It's not just giving abundantly when it comes to cash. You can, be, you can give abundantly with compliments, you can give abundantly when it comes to your time and your abilities. You can help somebody out with their lawn work or yard work or help somebody with their car repair or somebody with taxes or maybe they have a home improvement project, whatever. 2 Corinthians 9.12 says, The service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, it is not only deepening that relationship with them, okay, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. When you give abundantly, okay, it draws your heart closer to those other people. Actually, Jesus would say that when your giving has the power to draw your heart toward whatever it is that you're giving to. Jesus says this in Matthew 6, he says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Right? Very familiar words. Your heart will be wherever you choose to be generous. So if your greatest generosity right now is with your bank account and your investments, that's where your heart's going to be. If your greatest generosity right now is with your career or your business that you're trying to build up or your job, that's where your heart's going to be. If your greatest generosity right now is with your boat or a cabin that you're rebuilding or whatever, that's where your heart's going to be. And my point is that when you give generously to Christ's church, again, in response to how God has blessed you first, when you give generously to Christ's church, it's going to draw your heart closer to Christ. It's just how it works. And God rejoices when you give abundantly like that, when you give generously like that, because he knows it's going to draw you closer to him and to others. Fourth, Giving abundantly also stretches your faith. I would argue it doesn't just stretch your faith, it strengthens your faith. Because faith is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. And nowhere does God like to stretch your faith more than when it comes to your money. The question is, will you trust God enough to handle your money in a way that's going to stretch your faith? In 2 Corinthians 9, 13, it says, people will praise God for your generosity and sharing with them and with everyone else. When you give abundantly, it builds your trust in God. It strengthens your faith in him. Plus, it reveals in your mind, whether you know it or not, an understanding of this law, the law of the harvest. The law of the harvest is found in this verse, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Read this with me. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. That's the law of the harvest. The law of the harvest says that a farmer is not going to bring in his grain at fall and fill his barns with all those grains. He is not going to then say, I can't afford to use any of that grain in the spring to plant my new crops or I won't have enough. No, the farmer knows that when you plant a single kernel of corn, you don't get a single kernel of corn back. Instead, you get a whole plant with several ears and thousands of kernels of corn. That's the law of the harvest. And when you sow generously, you're going to reap generously. Why am I mentioning this? Because as Christians, we have this tendency to act like atheists. We tend to act like atheists when it comes to the law of the harvest 
and giving abundantly. We say things like, I can't afford to give because then I won't have enough. And we forget in our minds that when we give back a portion to God, we're giving it to the God who created everything in the universe by just one simple word. And he has richly blessed us in the past and he will continue to richly bless us in the future because he is faithful. He is faithful. And we forget that. Lamentations 3 says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. Right, so God wants you to engage in giving abundantly, not only so that it stretches your faith, but more importantly, so it builds your trust in him and in his faithfulness to you. Which leads me to the fifth reason why you should want to engage in giving abundantly, and it's because it blesses you back. It really does. God created and, and designed this universe in such a way that when you give in response to how God has first given to you, when you give abundantly, he will bless you in return. Deuteronomy 15 says, give generously to those in need and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. God is going to bless you back. Now, obviously, that does not mean that you give with the intention that you're going to get more back. Wrong motivation. You give only in response to how God has blessed you and given you first. Okay, when you give with that kind of mentality, God will bless and honor your faithfulness. Proverbs 11 says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. See, God wants you to learn generosity. He wants you to learn how to engage in giving abundantly. For those of you who are saying, yeah, I want to do that, then here's this, this important truth that you need to keep in mind. Okay, and this important truth is found in 2 Corinthians 8. It says, whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly and give according to what you have, not what you don't have. So the truth that you keep, you need to keep this in mind. I, there was a person after church just this morning who, who was like, they were all worked up about this until I spelled this out. This is so important. When it comes to giving abundantly, you need to remember this truth. It's not about the amount. Never. It's always about the attitude. It's about your heart. It's about the willingness of your heart. And you're like, okay, yeah, I've got a willing heart. I want to engage in giving abundantly, then great. From God's word, we find three directives on how to do that. Let's read this verse together. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Ready? Each one must give as he has made up his mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So if you have a willing heart, and you want to give abundantly, here are three directives right out of that passage when it, uh, that, that create what we'll call authentic generosity. First, authentic generosity is thoughtful. It's not impulsive. It's not this last-minute afterthought where the offering plate's coming, you're like, oh, my goodness, oh, I got $100. No, I don't want to give that. Oh, here's a buck. Okay, you don't want to just give impulsively, reactionary. You want to think about it. You want to pray over it, and you want to think about it and pray over it in light of all that God has done for you. 
Materialistically, absolutely. Okay, all of the material blessings you have, but also spiritually in Jesus. I, you know, the, you and I, we, de- we deserve to be punished and separated from God for all eternity for our greed and selfishness and anger and our pride and every other sin. But God loved us, right? He loved us so much that he sent Jesus to this earth to pay the punishment, to earn our forgiveness, and to restore us into a relationship with him forever. So in light of all that God has done for you, especially in Jesus, you think about it. You plan ahead. Okay, this is what I'm going to give. You make it a thoughtful, prayerful decision. Second, authentic generosity is also voluntary. No one should ever pressure you or force you or intimidate you or guilt you into giving. Never, ever, ever. If you are giving reluctantly, don't give because that's not generous giving. If you're going to give, give the way Jesus did. Gave, Jesus gave freely and willingly, right? He gave up his life voluntarily on the cross so we could be forgiven and saved. So if you're going to give, give because you want to. Because you really, you want to. Third, authentic generosity is cheerful. Okay, you're glad to do it. Yeah, you're excited to do it. It's, it makes you happy to do it. Actually, the word cheerful is in the Greek. It's the Greek word hilaros, from which we get the word hilarious. So unless you're going to give hilariously, cheerfully, joyfully, with a happy heart, don't give. Put it back. Because God doesn't need your money. He doesn't want your money. What does he want? A happy heart. A willing heart. A heart that loves him back. And you know, as I stand here in front of all of you, and I've done this for all the other services, I can say Royal Redeemer is a happy church. You know why? Because it's a giving church. You guys are incredibly generous. Uh, Take, for example, the the helping hands box, those wooden boxes that we put at the exits to help people in need every now and then. All right, just this year, we got another month left to go because we haven't even gone into December yet. But up to this point in time, we have brought in, this is above your offerings and tithes on the weekend worship services. So above that, another $45,000 has come in just to help people in need. Isn't that amazing? And it's just all because you guys are a happy church. You're a giving church. Last weekend, we had the helping hand box out for a family in need, and you guys stepped up. This is amazing. It's just, it's so cool. There was no letter. There's no pressure. There's no fundraising gimmick. We just said, hey, if you can help us out, go ahead and do it. And you do. You are a happy church. And that's just one example Let me share a couple of other examples with you. I'd like you to take out this impact report. It looks like this. It's in your your bulletin. And and these are just, again, a surface brief overview of the many, many things that we do here, but because you engage in giving abundantly. Let me just work through a couple of these quickly with you. For example, because you engage in giving abundantly, More than 3,500 meals have been served to people in need in our neighboring communities. Because you engage in giving abundantly, more than 200 members, brothers and sisters in Christ, the Royal Redeemer, have participated in over 3,000 hours of missionary work. That is amazing. Because you engage in giving abundantly, we were able to hand out 195 Bibles to people who needed them. Almost 200 Bibles just this year. 
because you engaged in giving abundantly, we were able to bless over 1,100 children through our Advent Generosity program. And that was last Advent Generosity. I don't, the, the last year's Advent Generosity program. I don't know what we're going to do this year. I'm sure it's going to be even better. Because you guys are a happy church. You love to give. Now, obviously, I don't know what next year's economy is going to look like. I don't know what it's going to look like 10 years from now. But I do know that our God that we love and worship is a faithful God. And he gives us this promise. And he keeps his promises because he's a faithful God. Would you read this with me? You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So did you see the cycle? As God blesses you, you get to bless other people. And as you do that, God blesses you with more so you can bless even more people. See how that works? It just kind of snowballs. That's what happens when you engage in giving abundantly. And again, it's not just your money. Okay, certainly, I want you to practice giving abundantly in all areas of your life. For example, practice giving abundantly in the area of praise. Instead of just saying, good job, Right? Shower that person with praise. We live in a culture that is so quick to be critical and to slander. Don't be generous like that. Be generous with praise. Or practice giving abundantly with gratitude. Okay? Don't just say thank you. Shower them with thanksgiving. You know, practice giving abundantly in the area of service. Guys, guys, okay, if your wife is doing some pre-Thanksgiving day shopping while she's gone, clean the house for her. Just do something really over the top. Do the laundry, vacuum, clean the bathrooms, all of them. You know, just, you know, she might fall over from shock, but do it anyway. Do it anyway. So practice giving abundantly in the area of service. And of course, by all means, practice giving abundantly to God. And, and you might be thinking, well, what could I possibly give God? He's got everything. Maybe you start off this way. Maybe you say, God, I'm going to give you the first part of every day. So in the morning, first part of my day, I'm going to just take a couple of minutes and I'm going to spend that with you. I'm going to be praying to you. I'm going to be talking to you in prayer. I'm going to be listening to you. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to read your word. You got that first part of each day. And then God, I'm going to give you the first part of each week. All right, every weekend, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here in worship. Every weekend, because you deserve my worship and adoration and praise for all that you've done. You deserve that. And God, when it comes to my money, yep, I'm going to give you the first part of my income. And I'm going to do it thoughtfully and willingly and cheerfully. I've never done that before, but I'm going to do it now, Lord. I'm going to make you first in every area of my life. See, that, that is what it looks like to engage in giving abundantly. So let me, let me just close by challenging you with a, in a couple of areas. First, I'd like to just challenge you to connect with God this week and thank and praise him for being a giver. Right? God has, and we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving this Thursday. This is kind of one of those no-brainers, but this is a must. And I'm going to just say that you must give thanks to God for all that he has done for you. You have this wonderful opportunity. Just, you know, even if Uncle Billy has drunk too much, he still thank God for what he has given to you publicly give thanks to God and give thanks to him for his son Jesus Christ through whom we are forgiven and saved right make that a public declaration on your part second 
Ask others, ask God, I'm sorry, to help you love others by giving abundantly. Look for ways to be generous. Look for ways to be generous with your time, your abilities, your treasures. And and I know we talked about a couple of those already today. And maybe you're already involved in some of these. Maybe you're inspired now to get involved, whatever. Ask God for his help in that area. And then third, make sure that your giving is planned that it is offered, that it is planned, okay? That you think about it as a prayerful, thoughtful decision. If you're going to give to Royal Redeemer, the local church here on earth, so we can help more people get into heaven, make sure that you do it in a way that's planned, it's thoughtful, it's prayerful. Second, that it is done willingly, that it's not done under coercion or intimidation or feeling guilty, I, I don't wanna, I can't give, I wanna, to make sure you do it willingly. And then third, that you do it with joy, with a cheerful heart. If you can engage in giving abundantly like that, and and you're giving again in response to how God has first given to you in Jesus, if you give abundantly in that way, with that attitude, I guarantee God will bless you. He promises to do that. He will bless you with his, his, his peace, his presence, his power, and he will use you to be a blessing to those around you as well. He will bless you. Let's pray. Let's pray about that. Father in heaven, everything we have is a gift from you, especially the gift of forgiveness and eternal life through faith in your son, Jesus Christ. Father, you have given us an example to follow. Empower us by your Holy Spirit to be more like you and to find the joy that comes from giving abundantly to you, to your church, to the people around us. Lord God, we love you. We really do. We love you. And we pray all of this in the great and holy and powerful name of Jesus. Amen.